On today's episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings, we're taking a look at some honors for the captain. Plus, we're taking a little bit of a stroll through the rest of the playoffs because there's still hockey happening. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, happy Monday. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. We'll talk more about what you can find on Bet Online later today. But uh, on today's show, we're going to look first up at some award announcements because Andre Kopitar, as always, is uh, getting recognized by uh, the league and the writers and the whoever votes on the things uh, as being, well, awesome. We're going to talk about him today. Uh, we're going to look at the playoffs, the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals. Uh, we're going to learn how long it takes me to remember which former Kings are still in it because that's a fun adventure. Uh, and then we're also going to take a quick look at the AHL as well. Uh, and to help us do that on today's show, we've got Jason Hernandez from Locked on Ducks as we uh, both uh, experience postseason hockey that doesn't involve our team. So we're going to take a look at that today. But first off, before we get anywhere, uh, actually, first, first off, it is time. If you are following the show on Twitter, which you should be doing at Locked on LA Kings, uh, if you're following the show on the Twitter, you already know about this. If not, well, it's time for the second annual Locked on Los Angeles Kings end of season awards. We did this last year uh, where I polled you guys, the listeners, uh, for some of your favorite bits and pieces and honors and good things about the Kings season. Uh, so you can go right now to bit.ly, bit.ly slash Kings 2022 awards. That's bit.ly slash Kings 2022 awards. Uh, 2022 is numbers. Kings awards are the words all lowercase. Uh, or you can just find the show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Uh, there'll be a link there. Uh, you can click on it and go to the uh, form where you can fill it out, where you're going to answer questions like best forward, most improved player, uh, best team dog, because that's always very important, uh, player you'd most like to see the Kings acquire, uh, most memorable game, and of course, you're also going to get a chance to weigh in on some of your favorite Dustin Brown moments. And the real true fun part is, if you're filling out this form, and there's something you're super passionate about, and you want to talk more about it, maybe you want to like jump on the podcast as a guest for a little bit of a like fan day, where we uh, talk about your votes and uh, things that really stood out to you this season. Uh, there's a little spot on the form where you can tell me, hey, I want to do that thing. And you can tell me how to contact you. And uh, we'll we'll get you on here. And we'll talk all about uh, your favorite moments uh, from the Kings season. So that is bit.ly slash Kings 2022 awards. You can go to there, fill out a form, tell me who should win awards that mean exactly nothing to them, but everything to us here at the show. So go and check that out. Now, before we get on to looking at the playoffs, do have to give a nod to Andre Kopitar, who was named the winner of the Marc Messier NHL Leadership Award. So this is the award that, uh, obviously, based on the name of it, uh, is the one that Marc Messier picks. Uh, he, you know, 
solicit suggestions from teams, from league personnel, uh, but it is all his decision on who he wants to give the award to. Uh, the criteria for the award are the player who exemplifies great leadership qualities to his team on and off the ice during the regular season and who plays a leading role in his community growing the game of hockey. We all know, of course, that Kopitar has been huge for the Kings franchise, huge for helping, you know, revitalize, not revitalize, but like make hockey more popular in Los Angeles and, you know, just gets people, you know, he gets people excited about hockey. He's really good. We know that. We love him. Uh, he is uh, obviously generally the best player on the team. He has led the team uh, in in scoring basically all the time. Uh, it's the fifth consecutive season, the 14th time overall in his career. He is one of just two players in NHL history to lead his team in scoring at least 14 times. The only person ahead of him, Gordy Howe, 17 times with the with Detroit Red Wings. So that is pretty good company for Kopitar to be in. Of course, we know he is always involved in events in the community. Uh, the ones that are particularly cited here are his work with the Children's Hospital in LA, Make-A-Wish Foundation, King's Care Foundation. Uh, so he is someone who is invested in the community in Los Angeles as well. Last King to win this award was Dustin Brown, uh, who received the Marc Messier Award in 2013-14. Uh, so congratulations to Andre Kopitar picking up uh, yet another award from the NHL. And also uh, on Sunday, the Selkie Award was announced that unsurprisingly went to Patrice Bergeron, who won in like a landslide, like literally almost a thousand points more than the, than the number two finisher. But Andre Kopitar still in the conversation. He finished sixth. Uh, he had, uh, you know, largely fourth and fifth place votes, which are like, hey, we see you. Uh, but uh, Kopitar again finished sixth and fun times, Phil Deneau finished eighth. So love seeing Phil Deneau pick up uh, some love on this one. Uh, I believe this is one that's voted by writers, broadcasters, it's voted by somebody, but uh, some Kings love here on the uh, Selkie Trophy voting uh, for this season. So that's all the fun announcements and, you know, breaking news that I have for you. And to do that, we're welcoming on Jason Hernandez from Locked on Dub. How's it going, Sarah? I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> you mean fined unlike um, certain players? <laughs> yeah. Or suspended. Or suspended, yeah. I mean, do you want to start with the West? Because that's been a BS crazy series in its own right. I mean, why not? I mean, why why not? Uh, there are two former Ducks in this. There's former Kings in this series as well. So, is there is there a former King in this series? Oilers, Avs. I could have sworn there was one. Uh, Darcy Kemper. Yeah, Darcy Kemper. That's it, isn't it? Maybe. Who, who by the way, has been out. Uh, Darcy Kemper has been out with injury. So in comes Pavel Franzos, who has no trouble with Edmonton. 3-0 and oh in this series. Uh, Pablo Franzos has been great. We still don't know the status of Darcy Kemper as of yet. But let's talk about this series just at large. What do you make of this series being 3-0 and a possible sweep? Yeah. I, I think it's hilarious is what I think. Um, it makes me feel not quite so bad. I mean... Back up. I didn't really feel bad in the first place, just aside from like your general fan feelings of feeling bad, like when the Kings got eliminated, because we all knew they were overachieving. We knew that they were performing better 
than expected, particularly given the fact that like half of their defense was injured. So like the fact that they took Edmonton to seven games was like a fun treat for everybody. Uh, so, but, but, you know, still, you know, there's the part of your brain that's like, I want them to win the whole thing, even though, you know, it's not like plausible, but it makes me feel less bad about the Kings losing to the Oilers because even if they had one and, you know, theoretically, if they had gotten through the next re- like they wouldn't have just been here, like getting decimated by the avalanche. Like, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad it's not, you know, my team that is currently getting made to look stupid by the avalanche. I do feel like marginally bad for Connor McDavid, who just like keeps climbing that mountain and keeps getting shoved back down it. Um, but you know, it's fun for the rest of us to watch. Yeah. I want to talk about that game three for a second, because you just mentioned Connor McDavid who scored in the first minute, the first minute. It was a nice goal too. And then literally 40 seconds later, Evander Kane had to be, that was a dumb play. He had to be Evander Kane. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that was a, a suspendable hit, wasn't it? I mean, yes, because he got suspended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Newsflash. Evander Kane suspended for one game. So I'll, I'll make the joke like everyone else has. Evander Kane has been suspended for the rest of the playoffs. Because <laughs> they're probably going to get swept on game four. I thought it could have been one or two games, but you know, playoff suspension and one game is enough. I mean, is one game enough for that kind of hit? I tend to say, sure, I guess. I mean, it was a, it was a dangerous hit on Azim Kadri. Yeah. And I mean, people have like, this is one of those where it's like, no, no one wins. Like, because people have definitely made the point that were it the other way around and Kadri was the one who hit Evander Kane. Kadri probably would have gotten more than one game just based off of past reputation. But at the same time, Vander Kane also has a reputation. Like he doesn't exactly have a reputation as being the cleanest player either. Uh, But, you know, department player safety is just like throwing darts at something and you get an outcome. So wait, let me, let me roll this die really quick. This D six. Oh, it's one game suspension. Uh, You rolled a one. Exactly. One. No, no plus one, no plus two here. Sorry. No. I, d- I don't know what kind of role that would be. <laughs> what category would that fall under? Magic. <laughs> no, I don't know. about Well, maybe magic. I guess it depends on who's running Department of Player Safety these days. <laughs> yeah, let- let's go with that. So I-, I-, I tend to think one game isn't enough because yeah. of the prior stuff that Evander Kane has done because of some of the prior dirty hits he has made. I mean, he isn't a clean player by any means. Mm-hmm. We've seen this throughout the playoffs. You saw this firsthand against the LA Kings. He mm-hmm. made some questionable hits there too. I think he, he got fined for one game during that series. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he, didn't he do, or was that, someone cross-checked like Phil Deneau in the head. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, no, that was Darnell. Wow. Yeah, Nurse got suspended. That's right. him. Right. But yeah, no, the whole play, the whole series was just a mess. I'm glad that the Kings, again, I'm not glad, but you know, yeah. this is so much nonsense. And the Kings got eliminated. No one really got hurt. Like they're all recuperating over the summer and whatever. Uh, speaking of getting hurt, we're getting word that Kadri is out for the rest of the series and could be out for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, he was seen leaving 
the arena in a cast or a splint on his shoulder. Um, that's not a fun injury. I can, I mean, I can tell you from, yeah, it, it hurts. It hurts. And you can't really put any weight on that. So do you expect Kadri back? I mean, he's a hockey player. If he can physically even half do it, he's going to, if, 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 if the avalanche, I mean, if when the avalanche make the Stanley cup final, like it's going to be really hard to like, I mean, I, I think about it from, you know, the King's perspective of Drew Doughty saying, listen, if this team made it to the conference finals, if they made it the Stanley cup, I was coming back, whether or not a doctor said I could or not. Um, it's real hard to keep a guy out of the Stanley cup final. Uh, That's so, true. you know, I would think that if he has any, like, if he can even like half play, I'm, he's he, absolutely he's going to lobby to come back. Should he know? No, <laughs> he, he should not. If he's not healthy, if he's not cleared to come back, no, he shouldn't. But hockey. Yeah, but hockey. Um, one more kind of just a weird kind of silly hockey question that some people have been saying online, and I don't know how I feel about this. Would this be precedent to say Con McDavid has been the the best player in these playoffs, right? Yeah. Would, would, I mean, would you? I haven't watched all the playoffs, so something crazy could have happened that I didn't know about. But yes. Right. But he's been the best player, arguably, in these playoffs. Right. I have seen some people say, "Would this be possible to have Connor McDavid win the cons?" I'm like, no, because he's not in the final. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I mean, I, I just want to strike that right away. You have to make the final to be a consmite winner. So theoretically, based on the last Eastern Conference game that we saw, I mean, we're going to talk about this more, but if the Oilers lose this series, Con McDavid, no way he's consmite, right? Just want to... No, I mean, this is definitely one where I'm like, I wish that they actually had more concrete rules about it, but no, he yeah. shouldn't. You... Technically, sure, I guess he could, but I feel like you need to get to the final to win the thing. What are they going to do? Trot him out like in a suit at like, especially given that like they vote on it like during the last game. Like, yeah. are you going to just fly Connor McDavid to all the elimination games just in case? Like, no. Hey, you know what? I mean, hey, they're not out of it yet. You you would know, host of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. The last time a team came back from an 0-3 deficit was the LA Kings. Back in 2014 against. Yeah, well, you know, Edmonton can just. No, Edmonton's not going to reverse sweep this. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, Colorado is not the San Jose Sharks. No. Like, no. Connor McDavid's going to try to will that team to a reverse sweep, but, like, until yep. he's also a defenseman and also a goaltender, like, good luck. Yeah, even though this is not our ad read yet. I bet that bet online would have like Connor McDavid plus or minus 30 minutes on the ice. Uh, <laughs> well, should. yeah, honestly, he should. Anyway, we're going to head to the first intermission, but we're going to talk about athletic greens. So I use athletic greens because you know that I hate taking pills. I hate taking vitamins and I wanted more energy and I wanted better gut health and an optimized immune system, especially for all those giant burritos that I like to eat as you know, you're shaking your head. I love those giant burritos, but I need to get better gut health and take my health into my own hands. And that is where Athletic Greens comes in. 
with one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. And, you know, AG has been used and trusted by leading health experts. It's recommended by pro athletes, probably like a Conor McDavid, and has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a bunch of pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year, one year, wow, one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So let's talk about the other series because, you know, why not, right? Yeah, it, it, it's, it sure is happening. Yeah. So first two games, New York doing their thing. Igor Shesterkin being a wizard in nets. And he was a wizard in net in game three. He did see over 50 shots in a loss. <laughs> this was a game that had a lot of penalties and a goaltender getting the Academy Award, according to some of our colleagues. And I'll agree with that for what can be described as the flop of the series. I don't know if you saw the replay of that. Um, did you see the replay? Did you see the gif of that? Of Igor I, I I I did. You know. You did. Can can I reenact it really quick? Sure. Have fun. I don't have a hockey. I mean, I have a hockey stick, but it's back there. Yes. So just imagine you just jerking. You know, just a little bit of tap because Corey Perry. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, Corey Perry doing Corey Perry things. Yeah. So, you know, our our favorite instigator just did a little tap, and just jerking went ah <laughs> like that. Uh, was it a little bit of embellishing there? Yeah, but I mean, look, <laughs> like there are so many opportunities for embellishment calls to be made. I feel like every game you look at someone, and you're like, mm, yeah, he sure did. And like, you know, so, some of, you know, some people have made a good point of like, you know, if it was X player who did this, the entire internet would be like on fire about like what a like cheap diver he is, but like you know, no one's talking about Shesterkin. and like you know, I mean, people are, but like you know, it's not the same as you know, it, 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 whatever. You know what? Like you sell that call, man. Like, <laughs> and then he big fat did it again. Two goaltender. I don't think I've seen a playoff game in recent memory with two. Actually, no, three goalie interference calls in one game. That I have not seen in my lifetime. Three of them. Two against Tampa and one against the Rangers. I think that one was a makeup call on... Yeah, probably. <laughs> a little bit of a makeup call on Vasilevsky. Although he did he did get trucked. He got run over on that one thanks to someone else pushing him in. But it's still a goalie interference. Yeah, that was... I thought it was a flop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think it was a flop. I, I know you're like, eh. I mean, it was a flop, it. but like, whatever. You know, like. Should if, embellishment if you, have been called? If you can sell it and not get called on it, kudos to you, man. <laughs> like, if you're not cheating, you're not 
playing the game or whatever. Like, I don't want this to turn into the National Hockey League of Soccer, though. Like, Vasilevsky could go sell a call on his own on the other end. He just didn't. I mean, no, no. I hate it. Like, I, I like, I, I, I hate the fact that like guys are selling like. I mean, guys do that because they're not calling the rule book the way it should be called, and so they feel like they have to exaggerate stuff just to be like, oh, hey, notice me, I got hit in the face. Like, if they actually called the rule book the way it should be, we wouldn't, like, people wouldn't feel the need to embellish because they'd be getting the calls that they're supposed to be getting. But they don't, and so here we are with, like, Captain Flops a lot. <laughs> Captain Flops a lot. I am writing that down. To call him that for future, I really shouldn't, because I'd have a whole section of fan base mad at me for using that. So, Captain I mean, Flops. That was not, you know, regard like Captain. It, it was a generic hockey player. I didn't mean <laughs> that Igor Shosturkin is Captain Flops a lot. I don't watch Rangers games generally, so I couldn't tell you one way or the other. No, um... but we have we have a colleague <laughs> that has seen him a lot, and you know, I'm gonna. Mention the colleague here. So Hunter Hodes, host of Locked On Penguins, he's pointed out that yeah, Shesterkin has had a couple of these moves in the recent past, where there's a little bit of embellishment going on, and he gets the call in his favor. So maybe there's something to that. I mean, I gotta talk to Hunter about that. <laughs> but hey, maybe there's something there, or maybe he's also upset because the Rangers and the Pens. You know, we won't we won't go into that. No. 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 Hi, Hunter. <laughs> we don't we don't want to upset our colleague here. Uh, but going to the end of that game. Yeah. So going into the third period, Tampa's down two to one. At that moment, I'm thinking, oh, this might be it. We might have two series go three nothing. It wouldn't be good for the league. And then you have that great comeback. Stamkos on ready for this? A Corey Perry primary assist in the playoffs again. Of course he did. Of course he did. Stop, stop me if you've heard that before. <laughs> and then with less than a minute left, Andre Palat with a nice goal. The only even strength goal of the day, by the way. Andre Palat got the game winner at the last second. So looking at the series at large, could that be a catalyst for this series? Could that be the turning point for Tampa Bay to just come storming back at this point? No. No. <laughs> You don't think I so? Mean, I like I so I hate this series because I don't want to root for the Rangers. I don't want them to win. But also, like, no offense, Tampa Bay people, if you're out there, but like, you've won so much already. Like, let someone else win. So, like, I don't want either of these teams to win because that's not okay. Um, no, I, I, I don't think Tampa does it. I think they I might think, push it. They might push it to, you know, six, seven games maybe. But I don't think that they're going to come back from whatever they're down. I will tend to agree with you that it's very tough to win four out of five. I do think that this could be a catalyst to at least push it to seven games. And by the way, that seventh game would be in New York, by the way. So that would make it very tough for Tampa to even win this series. But I feel like... The way that New York kind of let this game go, especially in the last minute, there are those moments in the playoffs. We've seen it in the recent past where just one moment can turn around an entire series and an entire playoffs for any one team. We've seen that with the Kings, 
recently. We've seen like one or two plays that can just kickstart a team. Or in the conference finals, the 2014 Western Conference Final. If it wasn't for that Alec Martinez goal in Game 7, then who knows what would have happened in that final in 2014. You know, there are little moments. You have Justin Williams being a Game 7 hero. That could turn around. I'll go even further back. 2007, Anaheim Ducks. You have a couple of key moments there. Even 2017, like recently, the Anaheim Ducks, they had that comeback on Catella. They would have been... I would argue that they would have been down bad in that series. I think if it wasn't for that comeback, the Ducks lose that series to Edmonton. So you never know. Like One set of plays could really generate something. I feel like this could be it. So at the very least, I think that could push this series to seven games. But Game 7, anything goes. Who knows what could happen in a Game 7. And I hope it goes to seven games just to see these two teams pummel each other even more. Right? Yeah, I mean... I have zero emotional investment in the, the Eastern Conference. I I literally want both of these teams to lose. Well, for the content, I would prefer the Lightning to win just to have that context of who would you rather see raise the cup? Literally Corey anyone Perry. other than them. Like, do you want to see Corey Perry win his first one in 15 years? Or do you want to see Josh Manson and Cogs raise their first one? I mean... Oh, I care about none of those things. <laughs> well, what former Kings are in the playoffs still, even? Darcy Kemper. We, we and that's went over it, that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For all four teams. I think so. I think well, so, too. I mean, there, I'm sure there's always like a random dude who, like, Florida ha the the Lightning have like Eric Chernak, who was a Kings prospect. But I don't think, I don't know that there's any, don't... like, regular, like, regular guys left. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's got to be rough. Ugh. All right. Well, we're going to head into the second intermission. Uh, Bet Online is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Sarah, would you believe that the Colorado Avs are the favorites to win the Stanley Cup? Yes, I would. It's shocking, right? Yeah, shocking. <laughs> yeah, Colorado is the favorite. I mean, if you had some money, would you put money on the Avs at this point? Yeah, I mean, I've been saying they're going to win for years, and maybe now this time they won't disappoint me. Maybe they won't. So, yeah. hey, I mean, hey, we could put our money where our mouths are and say Colorado's going to win it all. So if you want to put a bet down, then head over to Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. They also have the NBA Finals. I don't know if you care about the NBA Finals at all. I don't I know mean, who's even doing the thing. The Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Oh, gross, Boston! As a lifelong Lakers fan, you can see hurt. who I'm rooting. You can see who I'm rooting against, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for those of you in California, which is most of you, because Ducks Kings crossover, if you want to put a bet on the Warriors, you can do so at Bet Online. Either use your your laptop that you're on right now, probably that we're on our laptops, right? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. We can go on bet. Oh, you know, you know what else we could use? We could use our mobile device. Sorry, we could use our mobile device. That's a lot of messages. <laughs> our mobile device to go to Bet Online, which is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And what should they do, Sarah? Uh, they should eat responsibly. They should eat responsibly, and also gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly, folks. I mean, I'm gonna say it. Don't 
put money down on the Oilers winning the series, even if it is like a plus six thousand, and like a one dollar bet could give you six thousand dollars. No, bet responsibly. Save yeah. that dollar. Yeah. There goes the phone. I got some. I'll get to those messages later. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right. Um, so we talked about the East. We talked about the West. Yes. Also, before we move on, yes, I forgot about a former Kings player. We could potentially have Stanley Cup champion Curtis McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It, Ducks fans hate him in general. Can you imagine? seeing Curtis McDermott's name on the Stanley Cup because he played it enough would games. Be hilarious. <laughs> he uh you'll be shocked to know that uh I don't think he has played in the playoffs. Um he did get in quite a number of regular season games, but I do not believe he has seen the postseason. Shocker. <laughs> Curtis McDermott. Wow, going going from Un- Ontario Reigns favorite fighter to Stanley Cup winning team. Can you imagine? It would be you know, hilarious. <laughs> you know what's still hilarious to me? I saw this random like this stupid random stat that Patrick Maroon has a personal series streak of 14. Like he's won 14 consecutive series. And we haven't seen that since before we were born. We haven't seen that since the New York Islanders. Before we were born, Sarah. So this is kind of like special in our lifetimes, I guess. <laughs> sure. Let's go with that, Ridiculous. right? Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you want someone else to win, don't you? I I don't want I I don't I want all of these teams to lose. Even Colorado? Even I mean, even Curtis I McDermott. I don't care. Like, whatever. <laughs> There, there's got there's got to be a soft spot somewhere. No. That would, no. No. I I I want Colorado to win solely because I've been saying Colorado's going to win for like the past three seasons, and I would like to stop being wrong. <laughs> that's about it. So that's who you have winning it. You have Colorado winning it. Yes, because um, why not? And by the way, you are correct that he has not played a playoff game. In fact, he's been healthy, scratched every game. You know, Shocking. he is on the roster right now. Yeah, but he's not good. <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know, go with me on this. Just, okay, you ready? Kadri's out, right? Mm-hmm. Just for shiggles. Just for shiggles. Put him in one game to fill the hole of Nazim Kadri and say, you know what, Big Mac? Go in there. Go in there right now and start stirring some crap up. Why not? You're no. giving me that Be- look like, no. Because we don't need like we don't need that nonsense in the game. We don't need people to stir crap up. I just need them to play hockey and score goals and be done with the series. Like, stirring crap up is how we get like things escalating when they shouldn't escalate. Like, just go play hockey. He can sc- hey, he can score goals. Barely. He he scored two goals this season. Two. That's more than one. Two is greater than one. Why did I say that joke? I'll let you talk for the next minute while I ruminate over the horrible joke that I just said that two is greater than one. 
Ugh. I don't even what I don't I don't understand I don't understand the joke. You're you're the host of Locked On Kings. I'm the host of Locked On Ducks, and I said two is greater than one. I'll I'll let you. I literally yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. That the Kings have two and the Ducks have one, but you know. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, I hear that joke all the time. By the way. Oh well, sorry all, about your life. All the time, but <laughs> it it's fine. It's okay. Everything's fine. Everything everything's normal, right? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's normal. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Like playoffs in general. Um, do you want to talk about the AHL playoffs for a hot minute? Sure. I mean, sure. Have, why not? You have Chicago and Stockton. Mm-hmm. That's a thing going on, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's a. Uh, it, it's interesting watching that series as someone who has seen the Stockton Heat all stupid season long, um, because Chicago didn't see them at all ever in the season and not only did they not see them in the season but they didn't play anyone who also played them <laughs> so right. like you know they're starting essentially from scratch in terms of like understanding uh their opponent but you know it's it's the two heavyweights of the league essentially uh stockton had the league lead for most of the season uh until they lost their last game and the wolves won their last game and jumped over them uh to win you know best in the league overall for the regular season uh so Game one has already been uh, Dustin Wolf allowed five goals, which is something he's only done like three times this season. Yep. So, you know, it, it's 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 inter interesting watching them like feel each other out because they haven't played each other. Uh, you know, the first game kind of started not slowly, but you could tell that they're still trying to kind of learn the other team's tendencies. But as the game went on, like it kind of opened up. Um, it's It's a fun series. It's still like a bummer to know that, like had the rain not had their roster like decimated by the Kings taking all of their guys and then not returning any of them. Like the rain probably no. could have been in a different position. Also just bad luck. Also mediocre goaltending. Also their like historically best power play just stopped power playing. <laughs> um, a lot went wrong for the rain and it's a real well, bummer it, to see, um, you know, yeah, to, to know like they could have been here. Also, it didn't like, help when one of their biggest weapons got taken out in game one of that series. That didn't help. Alex Turcott. Oh. Was yeah. that game one? No, that was like game that was three. Game, was... That was game one. Game one, what Alex was... Turcott got Oh, injured, yeah, because like, the dude got period. suspended. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about um, former goal there. Yeah. Yeah. Keith for sure would. Yeah. But nonetheless, I mean, it, it kind of harkens back to how much different this whole playoff could have been if not for like certain mm -hmm. things and i looked at that game one and i kind of saw the back and forth going on between both teams uh first off great comeback by chicago uh good overtime goal by the way so talk it about that overtime. Time. it was a fun time um i did notice on some of the pictures pretty good crowd that day yeah yeah it was it was a what a friday night yeah friday night it was a friday so... night um, you know, only hockey going on in the city. Uh, yeah, just it, it was a, it was a real fun game. It was yeah, a good crowd for it. Uh, the game winning goal was just like a total just goof play kind of. Um, when I talked uh, when I talked with the kid who scored it afterwards, he was like, yeah, ah, ah. like <laughs> he's like, yeah, I scored the goal. It was great. Um, just threw it on net, right? Yep, yeah, that's literally exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Like just your stereotypical pucks on net kind of kind of kid with with his answers, but um, you know that's what, that's what we're taught. That's what uh -huh. we're taught. Learning hockey, right? Yep. 
Yep. What's, what's, what are the first things we're taught yep. when learning to, to play net. hockey? Go to the mm-hmm. net, put pucks towards net. Yep. Yep. The second thing we learned is pick, like, skate hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 I haven't, I haven't played in a while. Fun, fun times. <laughs> um, just to kind of briefly talk about it, because I do want to talk about one of my prospects. Yes. Mason McTavish is still playing, by the way. Yes, he oh, is. Oh, juniors. Juniors, OHL. Yeah. yeah. They're in the final against the Windsor Spitfires. They just won game two Sunday afternoon. So now that series is tied one to one going back to, to Windsor. And Mason McTavish is on a scoring streak right now. He has scored in every game except for one. So out 13 out of the 14 games. Hamilton's played so far in juniors. He's scored in each one of them. I think he's going to come back with a vengeance next season. So watch, watch out Kings fans and Ducks fans. I'm, I'm just saying Mason McTavish is going to come back with a vengeance next season. So I'm going to get that little plug in. You saw him for not, I mean, we saw him for nine games last season. I mean, that kid's a menace, isn't he? Yeah. I, he, yeah. I'm not looking forward to him. Um, being pro for for good, I don't I don't like that. <laughs> hey, King! Hey, Ducks fans aren't looking forward to Quentin Byfield for the next few years either. So, well, you know. Hey, I look forward to our future, like our future Kings and future Ducks playing each other because oh my God, there's so much talent there. Yeah, I it's gonna wait. be fun, but I don't want I don't want your talent to have talent. Ah. Why would that's, I want good things for? Why would I want good things for the Ducks? They're the rival. I don't want your guys to succeed. That's the whole point of a rivalry, right? Would it be more fun? But but wasn't it fun to see both the Ducks and the Kings kind of killing each other in the playoffs? Though, I mean, more I mean, fun for you because right, yeah, more fun series. for me because yeah, because the Ducks didn't win. Like right, yeah. But I mean, I I feel like it's better for it's better for hockey. To have the gauntlet of SoCal back. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just want one part of the gauntlet to be worse than. No, no, no. I won't. You know, three years from now, both of our teams are going to have a hundred points in a season. They'll face each other, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, knowing the Ducks' luck, they'll probably lose in the playoffs again to the Kings because that happens. Yeah. I'm just, you know. <sighs> <sighs> Memories. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up here? No, I'm good. You're you're good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. I mean, I got my fancy shirt on. By the way, my little Mighty Ducks shirt. They got to go back to that that logo yeah. badly. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other topic, but I don't want to. I don't feel like ranting today. I don't. Strong choice. Yeah, but I'm hearing that they're going to keep the Web D logo for another year. Boo, boring. I I I I know. I mean, I mean, you have this. You have this right at your disposal. You have this right at your disposal. Why? <laughs> then again, reverse retros next season. I want to see the Kings come back with that form blue next season because that was one of the best reverse retros out of all of them. Yeah. 
I can't wait to see what both our teams do. We'll make that another podcast. How about that? We make that another yeah. podcast for later this month. We'll talk about our respective teams and what they should do for reverse retros because it could be fun to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, else, anything is better than, than, than what the Ducks are currently trying to trot out. And like the Kings, all respect, but like are boring. <laughs> You like, hated that reverse retro, didn't you? No, I loved the reverse retro. I talked I mean, about how it was the best one. Oh, for, I, for the ducks, I didn't hate it. I thought it was like cheesy, but in the like right, in like yeah, it it leaned into being cheesy and like leaned into the whole like or what early ni- mid nineties aesthetic kind of thing. So like the Mighty Ducks cartoon series, right? So from a like generally, do I find this aesthetically pleasing? The answer is no. But I thought it was funny, and sometimes that gets a lot of mileage. Is is something entertaining to me? Yep, and I think those jerseys sold better than the current webbed D jersey. But yeah, let's let's do that for later this month or later this summer. We'll talk about what our teams should do for a first retro because I have an idea what I want the Kings to wear. By the way. Right. I have my I idea. Can't I can't wait to hear. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, where can the fine folks find your work online and where can they find you on the socials? You can find me on Twitter at right said Sarah. It's W R I T E said Sarah with an H. You can find locked on Kings on Twitter at locked on LA Kings available wherever you get your podcasts and also on the YouTube. Uh, and if you are interested, obviously you are because you are either a Kings or a Ducks fan if you're interested in the Western Conference, uh, you can hear me on Wednesdays uh, with Jesper Mosto from Locked On Flames as we talk all about the goings-on in the Western Conference on Locked On NHL, uh, also available wherever you get your podcasts. And where can they find your work on the Chicago Wolves? If for some reason you care about that, you can find it at Kane's Country, uh, which is the SB Nation site for the Carolina Hurricanes, which is the affiliate of the uh the wolves so you can find it over there yeah or on the twitters and you can find me on twitter it's right down here it is at stimpy jd i'm getting the pointing down so at Stimp- i got it down that time that's my twitter and the show's twitter is at lo underscore ducks you can find this podcast and her podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and hey, we're both on YouTube. So check it out. Um, give give us give us a like and a thumbs up and all that stuff. So yeah. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. As always, glad to be here. And <laughs> yeah. Quack quack. <laughs> uh on behalf on behalf of Sarah and myself. I'm JD Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another, please. And ducks fly together and quack, quack, everyone.